0: What is the appropriate age to dress like a fucking adult? Uh, When you're an adult? Yeah, but like in America, for those of you who aren't in America, an adult is a very uh, loose definition because you got people in Europe. Once they're 15, 16, they can drink wine. Then when they get to like 17, 18, they can drink uh, beer and liquor, I think, or some shit like that. In America, you turn 18... It was like, okay, you can smoke a cigarette and you can vote. Not anymore. Yeah, now in 18, you can vote. vote. That's it. You can die for our country and you can vote. 21 is where technically you're now an adult, but I realize my style comes off as kind of like this young, goofy-looking motherfucker. I feel like you pull yours off very much so, and I, I see you as an adult. I see you as a stylish adult. But for me, I'm still wearing, like, Vans, shirts, Vans, shoes, basketball shorts, running shorts, and, like... And I just feel like someone might mistake me for, like, a high schooler because of the way I dress. I still wear Vans? Like, shirts and shit? Yeah. Yeah, but you look like an adult, and that might be because of your scruffy-ass fucking beard and the lack of hair. You look like an adult? But I feel like I'm playing high schooler.
1: I think we dress very similar.
0: You're, you got more style than I do,
1: I'll admit. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I do. Now, For you sure. don't
1: cuff your jeans and that bothers me,
0: but... Because I'm not good at it.
1: What uh, do you mean you're not... You just fold it up. I'm fucking dumb. That's all I'm you stupid. do. i have the IQ of a fucking turtle. You take the bottom of the pants.
0: I said turtle because there's a turtle on my screen right now. I like turtles.
1: You take the bottom of the pant and then you flip it up. and you flip it up and then you know, flip it up and then you know what you do? You take the bottom of the pant that you just flipped and you I, flip I don't it think up. I
0: I look good and I have this One really fear this. Irrational fear of anxiety that, like, I look stupid. And when I look stupid, I feel like people are going to judge. And I know that's not the case. Ryan, no one's looking at you. Okay, that's easy to say. But in my head, everyone is looking at me. Nobody's looking at you. I understand that. In my head, everyone is fucking looking. Trust me. Nobody's looking at you. I fucking know.
1: Trust me. You got some light-colored jeans. Some, like, kind of long... Crew socks, that like go up a little bit, so they're you know they're they're in the jeans, you know, yeah. You got them cuffed up, and you got on the Vans Authentics.
0: Now, it's the perfect fit. When you think of an adult, like look, backtrack. Let's not talk about our style. Let's talk about being a kid or like a middle schooler, something okay. like that, preteen. Or teenager, whatever the fuck it is. Um, when you think about it, how an adult dresses, what do you think of? I don't know. When I was a kid, I thought, like, uh, my dad wore polos a lot. He was wearing polos and jeans to work all the time. Now, at his ripe age of 56, he wears typically uh, jeans and a short sleeve shirt that says, like, Papa's the best or some shit.
1: I, see, I don't know because in my brain personally the definition of what an adult looks like has changed. Yeah, in my brain. Yeah. So I couldn't even give you I like mean, an adult dresses like this just because the definition of what I see an adult as has changed now that I've gotten older.
0: My my mother when I was growing up works in a office for a pretty successful company. So she wore like business casual stuff and I always thought like one day I have to dress like that mm-hmm. but dude, I'm out here rocking fucking skater boy vibes e-boy skater boy vibes and it's thrown me off just cause I always feel like people don't know my age and like it's easy for you to say like you look your age because you see me everyday you've seen me since I was 15 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess so and I've, I've I know that you're 23 cause right. I've seen you right since you were like 13
1: Right. 12.
0: 12? Okay. 12. But I also know that you look older for your age because of your beard and misfortunes. It's all right. That that is all right. All right. Now, breaking news. Well, not breaking. Happened six days ago. Luke, you want to take care of this one?
1: Oh, we're already talking about it?
0: Yeah, that's all I had, unless you wanted to go on about the other Oh, I thought we were going to
1: keep talking about clothes.
0: You want to keep talking? I I mean, yeah,
1: well, so. I feel like there really is I guess So as a kid You have an idea Of what an adult dress is like But when you become an adult Which is weird I don't even feel like one still
0: No That Okay so I was looking this up Because I feel I so weird In America It's just the culture That when you turn 18 You're expected to be this adult and Yeah everything, But like at the same time You can't buy fucking alcohol But
1: I'm 23 And calling myself an adult Feels weird I don't know if it's because I still kind of fuck around I still kind of have like a young mindset and I think also partially due to still living with my parents right now.
0: I mean, same here, but like, it's just weird. It's like, I have a, so fucking weird.
1: Like I have a full time, like career. Like this is, I'm already in my job that I feel like I'm going to do for the rest of my life, you know, or until I retire. And it's like,
0: I think the weirdest part for me is that I've had a title in a previous job to where like looking at it now, it's like, it wasn't that big of a deal yeah. as a job, but little me, if he would have heard the title and the things I had to do would be like, Holy shit. Like you're like top dog or something, yeah. you know? And it's so, because like growing up as an adult, you think like you're this important person in important business meetings. When it turns out like they're not that fucking important. Yeah. It's just a job. Like, yeah, you need to make money, but the job shouldn't come before everything else. Obviously. So I think me and you were raised on that mindset of like, don't put work first and don't like work your ass off. But don't, but don't be a workaholic to where you neglect everything else in your life. The... Okay. I'm pretty sure in your family, you put faith first. Well, yeah,
1: but faith first, was...
0: then probably work your ass off.
1: Yeah, but it always felt like I was obligated to put like more mindset into working rather than i because i remember i told uh i told my stepbrother when he got a job his first job when he was you know he's still in school i told him i was like don't I was like don't kill yourself with your job i was like some people i was like your dad is gonna want you to grow up too quickly i was like just remember you're still in school have fun but, one, don't let your job get in the way of your school. Yeah, no. It- like, don't. Because, I don't know. I It always felt like they were pushing me to focus more on work for some reason. And so then I would be working super late. And, I, you know, my grades failed pretty significantly. And, I mean, that's not solely. I'm partially to blame for that. But it's also, like, I don't know. And so I don't want that to happen. I didn't want that to happen with him. So I told him, I was like, don't feel obligated to grow up too quickly. I was like, don't let it, I mean, have fun. Don't let it get in the way of your grades because I know he wants to, he wants to do something that actually requires a degree. Um, like
0: bro, fuck around at work. Those are like the best memories when oh, you fuck yeah. around at work.
1: Dude, he's making good money right now for his age. His, oh, yeah. uh, his brother is actually, uh, I found out he's jealous Oh shit! that he's making so much money.
0: That's good for him. Yeah, I remember being Oh, like, he's,
1: he works at Texas Red House. D- yeah. So if we go, he can good hook money. it up.
0: I remember being 17, pushing for a manager position, and that was like kind of pointless because yeah. I didn't stay with that job very long once I got it mm. and uh, spent three and a half years with one place just to leave and come back and spend another three years there and realize like, yeah, I, I gained some skills, but at the same time, I, I missed out on a lot of things for a stupid job that I wish I hadn't missed out on, and it ruined some relationships of mine that I wish it hadn't ruined, but hey, you live, you learn. You know, shit like that. Um, But what's weird to me is in America, like I was saying, we're so fixed on this image of being 18 and an adult that you have to figure it out. I'm fucking sick of the older generation telling me when I was your age at 18, I moved out and I did this on my own.
1: I hate that shit. Yeah, Yeah, well, because... You fucked up
0: the economy... Like the economy was good when you were there, and I'm not getting political. I'm just being honest. Yeah, like you were like, yeah, I used to make five dollars an hour. Guess what? That used to be minimum wage because you could live off that. That's when like tuition was like a like a thousand dollars a semester. Yeah, seven twenty five has been seven twenty five for the past ten years. The minimum wage has gone up a lot more frequent than it has recently. Like in other states, they have like minimum wage is like eighteen bucks an hour, fifteen bucks an yeah, hour. Yeah, they have something like fifteen. Well, that's a liberal agenda. No, it's they understand that you can't live off a of seven twenty five an hour. Well,
1: to be fair, most places in America don't don't even pay seven twenty five an hour anymore. Like places like Kroger and stuff, I think they start at ten.
0: Yeah, but still, that's below minimum wage. I think I saw something based on like apartments in the area, and like the cheapest place you can live. To have a good commute and afford everything, you need to make $18 an hour minimum in taxes.
1: It's definitely, I mean, especially living in this area, it's a very rich area. Yep. Um,
0: So I hate hate the whole, like, agenda of you have to be out on your own at 18 or you have to go to college and live on a dorm. But then that puts you in more debt. So that's fucking insane. I hate that shit. I don't... 'Cause you look at other cultures like the Italians, uh Croatia and I believe uh I might be wrong, Sweden. Their average like age for people to move out of their parents' house is twenty seven to thirty.
1: Yeah, it's well and there's and there's such a big stigma in America of like it being icky to still live with your
0: parents. Yeah, you're a loser if you live with your parents. That's the stigma.
1: You think of like I mean you look at other cultures and I mean, some like families like literally live together for like their entire lives, essentially, you know, and then like when the parents unfortunately pass on, the kids get the house, you know, and it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I I feel
0: like me and you are at that age where we're still proving ourselves. You are getting very much up there. You are, I think, have proven yourself with the place you're working. I feel like I'm currently trying to make a name for myself with whatever I'm going to do. And the problem with that is I think you could definitely live on your own, but it, you would probably struggle in some senses a little bit, maybe not as much mm. as I would. I could live on my own, but I would struggle severely. And I don't think people understand that I don't want to put myself through that. It's like, well, I did this and I did that. And it's like, and I'm pretty sure when you have a kid, you're not going to want to put him through that. Yeah. Cause my, my dad worked three jobs my mom worked a job while she was pregnant with me, my brothers and they were just working working working. My dad used to work 18-hour shifts. I saw him in the morning while he was asleep. That's it. So, yeah, I know that they didn't want that for me, which is why they are so generous about like, hey, figure out what you want to do, no rush. And I'm like, yeah, I'm figuring out. I pay my bills. Yeah. I'm not Mommy and Daddy don't pay for everything, which is a lot to say for some of those people who are living on their own when their parents still pay their phone bill they still pay for their car they still pay their insurance yeah and it's like you think you're better because you live on your own i pay everything except rent
1: i think that is one thing that does still help kind of i guess it kind of as you said in a way softens the blow of like still living with my parents because i know that
0: but you are still I've, an adult. You are still doing adult things. Right, and
1: they don't think that I'm just kind of mooching. Because, I mean, I pay I, I pay rent every yeah. month. I pay rent, and then, of course, you know, I pay my own car payment and insurance and everything. Um,
0: yeah, when people yeah. look at us, I think they see respectable adults. Sometimes. I would, <laughs> if you know I, us, you see two de- de- degenerates.
1: I would like to think so, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely, I don't know, it's like I don't want to, I don't want to be seen as only an adult all the time, you know? I still like to have fun and shit, but... I would like to... Yeah. How do you define an adult in your brain?
0: 21. In my my brain, it's someone who can legally drink, someone who can make decisions for themselves without being harmed to themselves, and uh, is a clear thinker, you know? Mm. But that's kind of hard to pinpoint, and... It's, it's graduation season. Congratulations to the class of 2023 for graduating high school and college, college. But y'all are already adults, so who gives a shit about y'all? Welcome to the real world. Nobody cares about you. That's what they're going to tell you. Figure it out. Some of you are going to ha- get the upper hand. Some of you are going to get dealt a shit hand. But
1: we care about
0: you. But we do care about you. Um, for so... the class of 2023, as far as high school, congratulations. Go to college. Go to a trade school. Or don't do whatever you want to do. Follow your dream. My advice to you is if you are confused on what you want to do, don't fucking rush it.
1: If you don't want to go to college, definitely learn to trade.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Get skills that you know are going to be valuable.
1: I can I can vouch for that. I didn't go to trade school. I did kind of, I guess, do it the... Not the best route, you I, know? But you took a gamble
0: in a, in a way. You yeah, because... That's something I haven't done because of my anxiety, but in a way, I kind of took a gamble with this job because I was like, I know I'm going to be making a lot less money than what I was used to. But then all of a sudden, things turned around and things got moved around to where I'm making more money than what I used to make in my last job. So that was my small risk. You had a big risk to where you went to a place where like, hey, this is what I got. It's not much compared to most, but I'm willing to show you what I got and that I'm going to work my ass off.
1: I don't know if I really took a gamble because I'm just going to be honest. My buddy told me about the pay going up at that company. And then I was like, okay, I'll apply for a job. And, you know, I told them that I would like to be a technician. You know, I started as a valet, but even if I, it wasn't too much of a gamble because even if I didn't become a technician, I would have still been making pretty decent money as a valet. So I don't really want to put it as like I took a chance or a gamble, you know? But Like, yeah, it was kind of not the smartest to like want to be like, I want to do this. Well, do you have any prior training? No. I don't know why they let me do it, but
0: here we are. I think to a certain point, though, you would have been burnt out if you stayed in the same position.
1: I mean, I feel like you can say that for a lot of positions.
0: Yeah, but... You're doing something that you love. Yeah, I do enjoy it. You love it. So when you're burnt out, you don't really see it as burnt out. When you love it, you're kind of just like, it's just been rough lately. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, you're burnt out, but you're like, "I can. this is what I love. I love doing this. I just need to focus more on myself. So, yeah. But my advice, don't rush it, man. There's no shame in... Not going to school. There's no shame in going to school. There's no shame in a trade. There's no shame in staying with your parents. Yeah. There's no shame in moving out. Like, there's no shame in multiple roommates either. Like, just do what you gotta do to survive this fucking planet. Because we are the only species that has to pay to live here. Yeah. And we do a shit job at doing that too. Because trillion dollar debt, baby.
1: And to everybody that said that, like, in high school, like... Like, when you don't go to senior prom, they're like, oh, when you're an adult, you're going to regret it. I'm 23 years old now, and I still don't regret not going.
0: I regret going. (laughs) If I haven't told this story on here, I regret going.
1: Ryan did the opposite. Like, you're supposed to go and have fun, and then most of the time, if you don't go, you end up regretting it. Like, a lot of people end up regretting not going. Ryan went and regrets it.
0: Yeah. To make a long story short... I shoved a whole bag be- of jelly, jelly beans, beans up, up my, my ass. ass. Now, I went with the group. It was a good group of people. But my my anxiety at the time was through the roof, just with a bunch of bunch of things going on in my life. And it was nothing major as far as like I don't know, whatever y'all could consider major. Just basic high school shit. But it fucked my anxiety, that's for sure. And when I got there, it all just came rushing so fast to where my chest hurt my head hurt I couldn't breathe and I broke down within like 10 minutes of being there it was embarrassing honestly it is one of the most embarrassing moments of my life and I felt like everybody was staring at me people probably weren't there was so much going on but you know I said hi to my favorite teacher one of my friends saw that I was freaking out offered to take me home but instead they took me to a waffle house we ate dinner there and then I went to work
1: yeah, how many people... Oh, right. you went to work.
0: Yeah, because I worked at Whataburger, which is 24-7. And how many people you can say went to work after their senior prom? That's another thing I didn't like. Our prom was junior-senior.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of places do that. No, not a lot. The yeah. traditional is just seniors. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't go, didn't care.
0: No. Well congratulations class 2023 be an adult don't be an adult it doesn't matter to me follow your dreams i think we're moving on follow your dreams
1: don't be afraid don't be afraid to don't feel like you have to grow up too quickly that's what i was looking for
0: yeah just fucking live laugh love started this episode with a little bit of deep conversation now let's get undeep. Luke, Undeap. news. We're going to get
1: deep into the... De- okay, so here's the thing. This is solidified... All right, all right, all right. So one of the guys, one of the guys, one of the guys that I work with, he loves Arby's. He loves it. He talks about it. He's like, I... And I told him, I was like, I fucking hate Arby's.
0: I love a good beef and cheddar. I Every time... Fuck. Every time I eat it, it gives me the shits. It gives me the shits, too, buddy. You and can ask the fucking Collin County Community College bathroom. I blew that bitch it up. It
1: doesn't even taste good.
0: I'm going to disagree with so you So it's there, not even worth it. their own opinion.
1: The only thing that is half worth anything is the curly fries. And I'm still taking curly fries from Jack in the Box over Arby's any day of the week. I agree. And so I tell him, like, nope, never eating Arby's ever again. Uh, and he's like, no, you gotta give it a try. He's like, all you need is just good old beef and cheddar and curly yes, fries. Yes. I'm like, fuck no, dude. Or
0: chicken slider,
1: baby. And oh, uh, if you aren't up to date on your Arby's lore, <laughs> there is a there's a new there's some new lore that dropped recently. Uh, and if you've been watching, the new, the new expansion pack update, any any sort of news with fast food places, maybe you know where I'm going. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, well, six, um, apparently, six days ago, right? About six days ago so or so,
0: May seventeenth, two thousand twenty-three.
1: There, I mean, there was. That's when the, the article thing happened has, when, were yeah. posted. Uh, there was in the back of an Arby's freezer was the body of a dead employee
0: located in new iberia louisiana
1: that's in louisiana i had no idea where that was at yeah all i'm saying is i'm sure that's exactly where the beef and cheddar is coming from because you know what it probably tastes a little like thigh
0: a little like no no (laughs) dude i mean there's not much on it other than that they're like it it doesn't look like a homicide and people uh captain leland laster laster said laster said a situation like this is unusual so we're taking extra precautions during this investigation we pretty much have completed our process at the crime scene after completely processing the crime scene this does not seem like a homicide it seems like an accident how i'm not saying there's foul play but just like
1: how? the only way it could be an accident is if the door got latched on the inside somehow but then again like i mean they obviously have to be going in and out of that freezer and it's not even those freezers aren't cold enough to like freeze a body in the matter of like an hour you know the human body can freeze over in a short amount of time but it takes, and, like, that's, like, probably, like, you know, being at, like, the top of a mountain.
0: So another thing is, it it doesn't seem like this. she was an employee. It was a woman found in the freezer. It doesn't say she was an employee, so I'm assuming she did not work there. Oh. So fucking how? Like, if it was an employee and they got locked in there overnight somehow, mm-hmm. makes sense. Could be an accident. But if it's just a random civilian just fucking spawning in a freezer... What? See, this is weird because some articles say
1: uh, a manager okay. was so maybe it was, and then this one says investigating the death of a female restaurant employee, uh, an employee of an Arby's in Louisiana, the body of an Arby's employee. This is this is essentially I don't know. i I mean, I I can never go back to an Arby's now. But like I was saying, the only way for this to be an accident is if the door got, like, stuck somehow. But the only way... Like, all she has to do is bang on the freezer door and then either someone can open it, or if it can't be opened from the outside, then someone can call, like, 911 or something. There's no reason for there to be someone, unless maybe it was, like... She was coming in to open or whatever or to do something at like super early in the morning before opening and got stuck in the freezer. And then they found her body, you know, when they opened. But then again, those temperatures aren't going to be cold enough to freeze a body in. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah, you I've been in a you've been
1: in a walk in freezer
0: So some walk-ins, depending on what they're holding, if it's, like, frozen meat, like, then, yeah, it has to be, like, really cold. If it's just, like, you know, milk, uh, fruit, dairy, anything dairy-related, it's typically not that cold. I mean, it's cold, but bearable. But, like, a a freezer for meat, that's pretty cold. The average –
1: sorry. Go for it. The average, like, walk-in – Freezer or, like, freezer temperature in order to keep things frozen is negative 10. Hey, that's fucking cold, but that's cold, it's but doable. See, like I said, the human body can freeze in... Can be, complete, can be completely frozen in extreme conditions in about 45 minutes to an hour. But that is in the conditions of somebody being, like... Like, the people that get frozen to death on Mount Everest... It's like that kind of shit. So
0: did it say that she was completely frozen?
1: <laughs> I don't even know. My
0: thing, my the thing I'm thinking now is that maybe no foul play is involved, but let's say they are like hypoglycemic or something, low blood sugar, so they pass out. They pass out, they hit their head somehow, or they just faint, something fatal, and I don't know, heart attack, overdose, something like that. Where it's not the freezer that killed them, it's something outlier an outlier that killed them, and it they just so happen to die yeah, in the freezer.
1: I guess it could have been that in a way slipped or something and hit their head.
0: I imagine they'd they'd see that right away though. I mean, but then again, there's not much detailed on the article.
1: I mean, and also you know, like I said, they could have been there to do something early in the morning before opening, and then that happens, and then whoever comes in to like open or whatever, they open the freezer or whatever, and they find her dead. But, I mean, there's, I don't know, I feel like there would be, because a lot of times when people pass out, you know, they hit their head, if it kills them, there's going to be blood, right? Right. There's no mention of any sort of bodily fluid. And I feel like there would be much more of an investigation other than we don't think it's homicide if there were to be blood. You know, if there were to be blood, then obviously there, I mean, all they've said is that they don't think it was a homicide. That's it. And they haven't actually said anything about any sort of condition or anything. Or there was like, they haven't released anything about like blunt force trauma to the head or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's weird to, I don't know, in like... Yes, it sounds a bit extreme, and I'm sorry if this is rough for anyone to hear, but, like, it could also be a case of, like, some sort of, like, suicide in a way as well.
0: Yeah, that could be a big possibility, but, like, you know, it's, with what we got so far, it's, there's no telling. But, uh...
1: All I can say is this is probably where they're getting the beef and cheddar from. They're walking in and cutting off a piece of thigh from the lady in the freezer.
0: Oh, big conspiracy guy.
1: They're cooking it and slapping on those that bread with the cheese. And that's why it tastes so heinous. And I will never, ever go to an Arby's ever again.
0: All right. Good on you. You ready to move on? I guess. All right. Well, we talked about movies last week. We talked a lot about movies we loved. A lot of them were scored really high. Let's talk about the movies that people don't love or the critics don't love. I want to do movies. Okay. So, I don't know how much of this person you know, but I wanted to see if you could see what movie this is or who this stars in this movie. Okay. If you think it's one. A great movie, an average movie, a bad movie, or slept-on movie. There was
1: yeah, there was one time I scrolled through a list. I was like, I was like, I want to see the worst-rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes, and I scrolled through a list and like some of them. I was like, this is a good movie. Okay, I like like this movie.
0: For some of those who are big fans, you might get this right away. Some of you might not. I don't even know if you've seen this movie, so it might help if I just explain this way. Okay there's this story of let's say somewhat of an underdog you know he's not really taken serious but he enjoys living life to the fullest there comes an opportunity where he is called upon to lead his father's company but because he is the oh
1: um it's uh 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 uh, I know it. It's it's he's uh, he's got to do the the school shit. Good job. It's uh, Billy Madison. Yep. All yeah. Right, so
0: I was like, I was gonna give like he has to start from the beginning, start from his roots, and then yeah. Okay. So yeah. What do you think of that movie? How I fucking it?
1: love Billy Madison. Yeah. It's Adam. It's Sandlin. entertaining as fuck. It's funny. Adam Sandler is great. But I mean, all 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 movie critics just love to. They just get around and have a little circle jerk around hating on Adam Sandler for some reason. It's just the way it is with all fucking movie critics.
0: And I just fucking hate that when it comes to comedy, we take these guys opinion and go with it because we can't all agree that we have the same sense of fucking humor. No,
1: comedy can't be allowed to be.
0: Subjective. It's subjective as
1: fuck. Comedy can't be allowed to be rated on some sort of critic system because, yeah, it's. Comedy is subjective. Not everybody's gonna find it funny.
0: Now there are some bad comedies. I will not.
1: I guess everything hard. is subjective. Not everyone is gonna find something like Ace. Like, not everyone is gonna find like. Not everyone's gonna be entertained by Avengers Endgame. You but, know.
0: Yeah, I'm not like.
1: Everything's subjective, I guess. And it might
0: be like where you are in life, because growing up, dude, when the whole like Phase One and Phase Two of Marvel, oh Phase Three even. Wow. Now we're getting... The
1: like, entire... The entire Infinity Saga of Marvel was very good.
0: Now we're getting into the new shit. Phase 4 and everything. And I don't know if it's just hard to watch now that some of our favorite actors are gone. Or if it's just I'm getting older and I don't give a shit.
1: I think it's just because the market is too saturated. And so it got to a point where it was too much to keep up with. So I think I've decided in my brain... Or I said this to someone at work too. I was like, I think I've... just Because they asked me, like, do you like Marvel? And I stopped for a second. I went, well, it's like, I did. I was like, I was a huge fan of all the Infinity Saga movies and TV shows and everything. And it was a lot of fun. And the comics were really cool. But it's like, now it's kind of complicating. And so what I've kind of decided to do is I'm just going to watch the movies. Well, I'm not, not going to worry about worry about any other sort of like side material no, or anything. There's
0: too much. I'm
1: only going to worry about what story is being told in the movies.
0: There's there's way too fucking much. So and that way,
1: there's a lot less that I have to watch.
0: At, because at this point, when it came to the shows, when it came to the miniseries and all that shit, it just feels like cash grabs now.
1: I will say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is pretty good. I did watch that show when it came out because then again, I mean it came out and I watched it and I didn't let the market get too saturated. But now it's too much. It helps but that, it was a good show.
0: It helps that the guy Sebastian uh, Stan Stan? Yeah, Sebastian Stan. That he reprised his role and that Anthony Mackey reprised his role. If we're doing this show we have two different actors playing those characters. Yeah. It's fucking no. No go for me. Um I'm excited to see what DC does. And oh, I they're know, getting
1: they're getting James Gunn now.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, DC has had a shit history of movies in the past, but James Gunn, dire- like director like, of the Guardians of the Galaxies, a lot of other shit too. He's, he's gonna
1: be like the DC guy
0: now. Yeah, pretty much like the fucking head of Marvel guy, whatever the fuck his name was. Um,
1: the uh, oh, what is it? What's the like main director of? Marvel movies.
0: That, that's a good I think question. it's the guy.
1: Well, I think it's the guy that directed Endgame.
0: Ah, uh, Marvel TV. Kevin Feige. Feige.
1: Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah. Sounds like a slur. Yeah, he's like the guy, and well, it's like Kevin Feige, and then like the Russo brothers. Those are like the two biggest, but then of course, you know, we had James Gunn do the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and they are hilarious and really good. And then, uh, James Gunn is the one that directed the second Suicide Squad and that movie is hilarious and amazing and it's a thousand times better than the first one. Uh, Taika Waititi. He's also the one that did Thor Ragnarok.
0: Taika Isn't Waititi he? directed Oh, Taika Waititi, my bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, but...
0: They just ha- they've had, Marvel's had a great run of directors behind the chair. They have. Um, but I the think chair, I might add.
1: it'll be fun to see what James Gunn can do with DC because he's he's a huge DC fan and uh, it's good to have somebody who's a fan of the comics my, my make the movies.
0: Make it dark. The, the thing about comics was that comics were geared towards kids but there was also a lot of comics in DC that were geared towards the more greater side and the more adult side not for a little kid like I just I'm reading uh, Keanu Reeves comic uh, Berserker uh-huh. and the first the first one it's a little graphic and I don't mean like as in like oh I can't watch it but there's let's just say lightning in a vagina and fucking tits and getting fucked by lightning
1: like I don't think saying. it has to be like that, though. No, I don't
0: think there needs to be nudity or anything. But like, no, I'm just saying it
1: doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be this super edgy kind of.
0: In a sense, it does though, because when you, like when you, when you see what happened with uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, it was good.
1: I never watched it.
0: Oh, you haven't?
1: I've seen like ten minutes of it. and I haven't finished it.
0: It's so fucking great. Yeah, it's I still.
1: You knew that I haven't watched it. yet. It's
0: a little more on the darker side because it focuses on his first year. It focuses on like him not knowing all the answers him not being like the absolute batman
1: that's just batman batman's always gonna be like that he's always this weird brooding dark character
0: yeah but it feels like he's more of a one-liner kind of guy in past movies kind of i mean christian bale did it really good but at the same time i feel like he plays more the rich boy character where it it's just it doesn't have to be dark to where it's like oh this is gory but it there's certain characters that need to have that edge. Like Nightwing is this pretty much inner peace kind of version yeah. of, uh, Robin of Dick Grayson. It's this kind of like balanced good and evil. But prior to Nightwing is where he's more this edgy pissed off person. Cause if you look at Titans, the show on HBO, it's edgy, but it's not over the top. It's a little, it's a little gory, but not too gory. There's no nudity. Or anything like that, and I feel like it does it justice. It does a really good job.
1: Yeah, but if you look at if you look at characters like like Wonder Woman and Superman and like Green Lantern, they're like these super bright kind of super bright characters, you know. As far as like, and even as far as like tone with some of the movies, you know, they're not really. I mean, honestly, it's really just like the whole Batman stuff that's super dark and edgy. If you look at any other like members of the Justice League, they're just kinda
0: Well, you forget about like uh when Superman goes fucking evil. Like when uh Doomsday gets control of him.
1: I mean, yeah, but that has nothing to do with the rest of what Superman's character is.
0: But when you get Batman's the lines,
1: edgy what? all the time.
0: So the Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut touches on Superman going bad and it's a cool concept and they just kind of touch on it like this could be what happens if Superman goes bad if they ever do a movie of that I don't think it can be a PG PG-13 movie oh well no obviously
1: not but
0: you know it needs to, it just it needs to be something edgy and Marvel capitalized on a really good PG PG-13 thing and it, PG-13 mainly because of violence. I just feel like those characters in Marvel are more meh. Compared. Like if you meh? At, if you look at DC characters, they're amazing.
1: I'm more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan.
0: Aren't you more of a Batman guy? No. What? I thought you were always a Batman guy. No. Or a Superman guy. I
1: knew my... Fuck Superman. He's just some generic-ass fucking superhero.
0: No, he's the superhero.
1: That's why... It, yeah, it's so boring. But my favorite character from all of DC Comics... Can you you want to guess? No. No? you don't want to try.
0: Uh... Oh. Red Hood? Yeah.
1: Well, uh... Dick Grayson. Is it Dick?
0: No, it's, uh... No, 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 Jason, Jason Todd. Yeah, Jason Todd. Sorry.
1: There's so many different... But yeah, Jason Todd. Um, I fucking... Oh, it's so cool. And I love the animated movie that they had. I don't... I'm honestly surprised you guessed Red Hood, because, yeah. I had to think about it. The, uh... Under the Red Hood, the only animated movie they had, that was so good. But I like Red Hood, and then I like the Joker, of course. But, no. and just... I don't know. It's just... Ugh. I'm more of a Marvel guy. I mean, it's just maybe maybe it doesn't
0: have to be too edgy, but I feel like it needs to have more grit than Marvel.
1: I guess so, yeah, because you don't want it to be too much like Marvel, because everyone will just be like, "Oh, they're just copying," you know. And, I mean, people are already going to feel like there's going to be some sort of like similarities because. James Gunn has been a Marvel director in the past.
0: There's, there's only one moment I feel like, or there's like two or three moments in Marvel where you're actually upset or scared when it comes to the life of the character. Endgame, the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, maybe because you're just introduced to the character of uh, Max Maximov uh.
1: Romanov. Yeah, not uh, Romanov. Uh, Wanda Maximoff and then uh, Quicksilver I don't know his name
0: yeah Uh, that guy he's shown in that movie then instantly killed in that movie Uh, and then I can't really think of anything else like two right there oh well Black Widow of course Um, I haven't
1: watched that movie yet
0: no not not like Black Widow movie but in uh, Infinity War when she sacrifices herself. Endgame. Is that Endgame? I thought it was a. War. It's Endgame. Okay, end game. Um. Yeah, there's that. But, like, I feel like with these heroes, there's a lot on the line. And, of course, they're always going to save someone. But I just want to see some of the dark sides. I'm not saying I want people to die. I'm not saying I want bad things to happen. But we need to see them struggle to where... Something I loved, which a lot of people may not agree, was the Henry Cavill Superman, the first movie, Mm. is when he struggles with uh, the thought of killing another person from Krypton. Yeah. I forgot his name. It's uh, Michael Shannon's character. Michael Shannon, great character. And Mm -hmm. Michael Shannon's like, I have no home anymore. And I'm trying to take out the species that will ruin my chances of having another home Uh because humans are a very dangerous breed um and you see the struggle between like superman doesn't kill but this guy's trying to kill innocent people so he has to kill them and and you see that fucking like anger that like that like agony of him having to do that because the second he like kills him it's just that this girl scream where you're like you know he didn't want to do that but he had to do that something like that and it wasn't even that graphic it wasn't violent it was just that was fucking real and that's what i love in movies is something real
1: there were yeah and there were a few there's a few moments that feel kind of like that when it comes to like marvel movies in a way as well they sometimes get like i guess more gritty and edgy with it because you look at you saw no way home right yeah, the whole movie. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look at the scene. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't seen it, I mean, it's been off for a little while, but still. Sorry. No. Uh. Well, yeah, but I'm like, when they're fighting Green Goblin at the end, and he has doesn't he have like the glider or something? Tom uh Tom Holland Spider Man, and, then, Tom and Tom he DeMauir. goes to like like he's gonna kill him. Like those hits have hate and like th- intent to kill behind them. And then he has, like, the glider thing, and he's just going to fucking hit him with it. And literally, if Tommy Maguire's Spider-Man hadn't... It's weird, because you can't just say, like, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. If Tommy T- Maguire Tom hadn't been there, he would have killed
0: him. Here's my thing, though. It, it just feels like these Marvel movies always have, like, this kind of lesson at the end. And where like where sometimes, I just want a story.
1: And it's like that, where, like, they had him jump in and stop him from killing him. you. So it's like the, you know, don't resort to that kind of shit, you know. So it does feel like, yeah, oh, you could have just had him. You could have made it a little dark and have him kind of. And then he has to live with kind of like, I guess, a regret of doing this. I did but, enjoy
0: the fact of how they talked about Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, how he was like, I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah. And that's so weird to say I enjoyed, but it gives it a darker side. He lost yeah. the person that he loved. He lost
1: the person that he loved the most, and he felt like it was his fault.
0: Yeah, he was this, this very, and I'm holding it very, like, grain of sand close to saving her, but was just too late. I think
1: his is genuinely the saddest, because...
0: People talk he, about how his is the realest. Like, his is, like, the most accurate Peter Parker, because it's, like... I
1: think this, his was... Okay, Andrew, i I before I was never the biggest fan of the amazing Spider-Man movies. But then they kind of grew on me and I realized I was like he his character is a really good Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, he's just this kind of essentially the way I look at Spider-Man is a more fam, family-friendly Deadpool. You know? Like this super he, he, like funny one-liner, sarcastic kind of assholey a little bit, but still, you know, he doesn't curse and shit and all this shit that like Deadpool does. But oh, as De- far as like Marvel,
0: so I guess yeah. that's their grittier side. Yeah. That does great, but it's,
1: yeah. Oh well, hell yeah! But it's like as far as like like Peter Parker, I think Tobey Maguire makes a really good Peter Parker because he's supposed to be kind of this like awkward kind of, you know nerdy kind of guy.
0: Yeah, so I feel like Tobey Maguire's is TV awkward, where Andrew Garfield is real-life awkward, to where but it's kind of socially awkward, in a sense.
1: Yeah, Tobey Maguire's was also a lot older, you know, before... Like, those movies came out forever ago, at this point.
0: So, well, when they first came out, the original Spider-Man, he was he was in high school.
1: But, I mean, yeah. But it's like, you look at... I don't know, I guess just... Well, the way they that they shot things and filmed things were different. And like the way that like what was seen is like I don't know. I guess just acting was different. I don't know how to put that, but but different times, yeah, different times. But he did a really good job, Peter Parker, in my opinion. Andrew Garfield was a very good Spider Man.
0: Tom Holland's a great. Balance. I feel like he's a
1: very good happy medium between the two.
0: He he's more kid friendly for sure. Yeah, between the two, definitely
1: more brand friendly. I would say. Yeah. kid-friendly brand friendly a little bit more
0: he's got the looks too mm. the like kind-heartedness the innocent look kind of like even in social media like his life outside of movies it's still like
1: this. still like a pretty boy
0: yeah. but I know he's going through his struggles right now apparently in the media some addiction issues or supposedly I don't know I'm not gonna get into that oh, I had no I idea if, yeah I don't know the full story on it but like I'm not saying he's a squeaky squeaky mm-hmm. clean guy but he's I think the good balance when it comes to the making and acting of the movies. Yeah. And the character. Um,
1: but I did really enjoy Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. But I, I was going to say that, like, his, his story does seem the saddest, because, like I said, like, he lost the person he loved the most, and, again, like, in his own mind, he basically convinces himself that it was his fault. You know? Yeah. Because he couldn't save her. And it just, I don't know, it fucking sucks. So, but... I don't know.
0: Yeah, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix is on the darker side. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a great movie. I did enjoy A lot one. of
1: people didn't like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: I, I say we stray away from the superhero superhero world now. Yeah. Have you seen any of the Twilight movies? No.
1: I've just seen the really funny clips on, or the really awkward clips Okay, exactly. On but
0: here's the thing. It's considered good movies they're considered good movies to the super fans and there's a lot of super fans out there for Twilight so it's funny to see these critics like pan the shit out of it but it's rightfully so that they pan the shit out of it because Kristen Stewart's acting in this in this, she's gotten better I, I was will... abysmal Ro- Robert Pattinson at the time if you would have told me back in the day that this guy was going to play Batman and do a great job I would have been like you're fucking choking bud
1: I watched uh, an entire kind of review series of it, I guess, in a way. Because Charlie slash Moist Critical slash Penguin Zero uh, on YouTube uh, was basically watching all the movies on stream and then reviewing them and talking about them and shit. And so I saw, like, those clips um, of him, like, reviewing them in a way. And... um, So I know... Some, like, I, I know a decent amount of the movies and everything. I know what happens and everything. And I remember a while back, I saw someone talking about them, and they're like, people just don't get it. It's like, you know, they're like, the uh, the acting in this is so, like, weird and awkward and, like, goofy, and they're like, well, they're teenagers. You know, they're supposed to be super awkward and angsty. It's like, yeah, they are, but it's also just dog shit acting. You know? Yeah. No. It's also just, like really shitty acting. So it's not even that, like, they're not even, it's not even like, they're some sort of, like, weird geniuses, because, you know, obviously their teenagers are going to be awkward. You know, it's like, no, they're just shit at it. And, granted, Christian Stewart isn't the
0: best actress out there. At the time, she's gotten better. I haven't
1: really seen any recent movies with her. There's that
0: horror movie where she's a, like an underwater lab or something. I watched it. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was really... She did a great job of that.
1: I have no idea. I I don't know. I mean, as far as what I know about her, she, she's okay when it comes to acting, but like the Twilight movies, what I've seen, she's just fucking dog shit.
0: So I'm, I'm trying to look at some of these movies that they have that are real low on Rotten Tomatoes to see if there's any that you might know, but... I don't think you know any of these quite yet. Okay, here is one that we both know, and we can probably actually agree with. Rotten Tomatoes on this.
1: You are talking about underwater.
0: Is it called underwater? The
1: one that she was in. Yeah.
0: Is uh? Is T J Miller in it or J T Miller? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. T J Miller. T J Miller.
1: T J Miller. Chris and Stewart.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's a good movie. What do they have it rated as? Uh, 48. I give it a good 62.
1: 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd.
0: I give it a 62.
1: Really? I yeah. Let's see what the audience score is. Audience score 60.
0: Yeah. Um, here's one that we can agree on with Rotten Tomatoes. Probably Jack and Jill.
1: Jack and Jill? Adam Sandler? Yeah. It's... Forgettable? Rough. It's... Yeah, it's definitely... I've seen it once and
0: kind of... It's just all over the place. Like, Katie Holmes is in it. Katie Holmes isn't a big name. Katie Holmes was a big name because of Tom Cruise. And, like... It's just... It's a bit of a hard watch. You know? I feel like this could have been done, but not like this. No. And... I just don't fucking know It was bad It's There's not much to talk about Other that it was just God awful Yeah Alright so Don't know this one And it's not
1: even like This one thing that like Stands out above all the rest That makes it a really bad movie You know It's just kind of like The whole thing is like Like even someone Like if someone were to ask me Like well what do you don't like What do you not like about it It's like well I don't It's just all I just don't like Any of it You know
0: Oh, here's something I find interesting. What? I understand what you said. The new Winnie the Pooh movie, the horror one, Blood and Honey.
1: Oh, that shit's fucking abysmal.
0: Is it? Have you seen it?
1: I haven't seen... I haven't, like, seen it, seen it, but I've seen a bunch of clips from, like, videos of, like, people talking about it and shit, and just... Oh,
0: my God. Three percent.
1: I've basically seen most of... It was essentially just... It was essentially just, okay, cool, Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain now. Let's make this and make a shitload of money. Because I think they made the movie for, like, $100,000. Let me look. So, Blood and Honey, uh, budget. Yeah, the budget was $100,000. And do you know how much it made at, like, the box office? $2.5 $2.5 million. So it was essentially just a Winnie the Pooh's in the public domain. Let's make this. People are going to think it's cool. We're going to make a shitload of money.
0: So a cash grab.
1: Yeah. They made it for $100,000 and they made $2.5 at the box office.
0: Okay. So you know what movie disappointed me?
1: So that's a $2.4 million profit.
0: <laughs> what? Uncut Gems. I enjoyed Uncut Gems. No, no, it's, it's good. But as b- Adam Sandler delivered his best performance, of course.
1: Uncut Gems. I think
0: a lot of people, though, confuse great acting with good movies. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I think it is a good movie. But as good as they hyped it up, I feel like it's more because of his acting rather than the story itself. I can see what you're saying. It, it's kind ca- It's kind of forgettable. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, he sells shit. As far, yeah, as far as like
1: what the actual story itself is goes, it is kind of. I mean, it does feel like a bit of a generic story. You know, he has a problem. He finds a way, I guess, to like fund that problem, and then it ends up not working out for him in the long run. You know, it ends up. You can say that again. It, you could fucking say that again. It ends up really negatively because oh no, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, you know. So as far as like stories go, that's been done a lot, you know.
0: And then let's see, grown ups.
1: I like grown ups. I love is really good,
0: and I don't understand why the critics panned like this kind of humor because it's good, wholesome family fun. It's. It's family humor for those who, let's see, twenty ten. I was twelve, so mm-hmm. around that age, like, I'm, I'm starting to get more like aware of what these jokes mean. You yeah. know, so it's good for like when you have the kids that are like preteens and teenagers and everything because it's Adam Sandler, baby. You
1: know, again, they just like to they just like to dog on him for some reason. I don't understand why, like he's. Genuinely funny, and I'll never understand why they don't like them. But yeah, like grown ups, it' very, very good movie. I think that it does. I mean, yeah, like you said, it uh, it really is good for like the preteens and stuff, because then they can kind of understand what some of the more a joke adult joke mean, adult jokes mean, and stuff, and they can laugh along. And there's some jokes that they're not going to get, but the parents going to think it's hilarious. I think it's just kind of this genre of humor. I guess it's just, so I think it's just because a lot of critics just kind of, I guess, see his comedy as like childish in a way. Because I'm going to be honest, there is a lot of like fart jokes
0: you yeah. know? And me oh, personally. You love a good fart joke from time to time. I maybe. was going to
1: say, me personally, I fucking love fart and poop humor. But that's because mentally I'm like 12. But I think it's fucking hilarious.
0: But I'm tired of this whole, like, as a critic, you got to be an adult and not they laugh all, at this shit. Well, they Fuck all, you, they motherfucker. All think they're
1: just holier than now. And it's like, what? You're telling me you don't sit down and enjoy a good fart joke every now and then? Like, your life is that bad that you can't laugh at a little... You know f- what I'm saying?
0: I feel like some people will compare Pete Davidson to as, like, the new Adam Sandler. I love Pete Davidson. And not in the sense of they have the same type of humor, but it just seemed, they seem similar.
1: They are similar.
0: I, I don't know how to put my finger on it. Somebody could probably... Like, they have the
1: same them. posture, I feel like.
0: I think it's the way they carry themselves. They're confident. They're like this. They're, they're doing are they're con- stuff. They're
1: very confident, but they also like, yeah, you look a little dorky, you know? Yeah. But they're very confident the way they carry themselves.
0: And they they won't change. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And I feel like with him being this generation's Adam Sandler, the critics love him. King of Staten Island was a 76% or 85%. I haven't tomato. seen that yet. I think, oh, 75 Bodies, bodies, bodies! That horror movie that came out in twenty twenty two. I heard it was bad. They give it eighty six. I haven't seen that yet either. He has he has a movie big time Adolescence that I haven't seen eighty five. Uh, the dirt I think is his worst movie, but he's not really a main character. He's a supporting character. The dirt. Yeah, with uh, Molly Crew, Motley Crew. Oh, where was he at? He was like... the manager, Tom Tout. Oh. Uh, he, I forgot about that. It, it was a small role, but yeah, he doesn't have many roles, but I feel like they love him more than they love Sandler, but then again, Sandler made a shitload of movies.
1: I feel like the problem is, I feel like one thing I can pin it on is maybe they feel like it's just too much. Adam Sandler's been in a lot, and it does feel like a like some oversaturation. You know, until they probably, they look at that and they get tired of it, in a way. Because like I said, a lot of his humor is all kind of like childish, in a way. You know? Or it can be seen that way.
0: We go to one of his first movies, Happy Gilmore. It's a 61, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Billy Madison was a 41, which is a lot higher than I would have thought of. Alright, have you seen the movie Click?
1: Fuck yeah, I've seen the movie Click. The movie makes me cry.
0: Egg exactly
1: i i kind of refuse to watch it it makes me cry
0: now for those of you who haven't seen click go watch click it's i think it's good it's a 34 on rotten Tomatoes. it's a very give good it a 73 what's the
1: audience score on click because everyone i know that's seen it has loved it and it makes them cry yeah. like it makes me cry
0: 66 yeah see that makes sense i give it a 73.
1: There um, are a couple moments where it's like kind of childish, you know, because that's just like his humor. But then you have such a
0: it's such a good story, but it's not that childish at the same time At the like, same time.
1: But then, you know, again, it is just one of those stories where, oh, no, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, you know, but it's still it's a very good movie.
0: That fucking ending where it's like the whole consequence or the not the ending, but what what you thought might have been the ending. Yeah. Bro. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm about to get choked up. Thinking I know about it's it. fucking just sad, talking, but like, because okay, we're just gonna spoil it for those who haven't seen it. So skip through or whatever. But you know, his his dad. If you haven't seen Click
1: by now? What the fuck are you doing?
0: He he thinks about how he missed all this time with his dad, and he missed all the time with his kids. So it's kind of like how his dad felt that yeah he wasn't around. Now he is feeling similar, but he wasn't around for his yeah. kids. And it was just so, like, fucking crazy how he didn't really get to say goodbye to his dad. And then at the end, like, he's saying goodbye to his kid when they weren't really that close. Yeah. And. Oh, fuck, oh I'm just losing it, like. Fuck. The score at the end of that, too, like the fucking sad music that they're playing and everything. And yeah. just, oh.
1: It's all around. It's a very good movie.
0: I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, And, you know, we just might be bitches or pussies when it comes to that. I don't give a shit. You can call me what you want to call me. Uh, I,
1: I dare anybody to watch Click and not cry.
0: Or, let's say, Lucas, there's a movie where a man is serenading you. He's, he's known for serenading a crowd of people, and he wants to find his one true love one day. And that comes to a halt when his true love runs away. Because she realized maybe she wasn't in love with him. He finds something that may be love. But is already taken. So he'll settle for friendship. But has to learn his new way of life. And has to learn what he wants in life. Along the way this friendship blossoms into something beautiful. And eventually he realizes he needs that friendship to be his love. His one true love. You was probably it, haven't seen it. It's like a
1: stars born or something. Huh? Is it like a stars born or something?
0: No. I've no idea. It's even. fucking The Wedding Singer.
1: Oh, I've never seen The Wedding Singer. It's a great
0: fucking movie.
1: Or maybe I've seen clips of it. You've shown me clips of it. I've never seen it. So it's got 72,
0: so they agree that it's a good movie. I can't speak on this one. But it's the com it's his usual comedy, hib <gasps> yelling like that! And Be an immature adult, Mm. but at the same time, delivering a heartfelt performance about love, about anguish, in a sense. I think it's just the way that life is. I think the way Adam Adam Sandler's movies are is the way he probably goes about life and the way that some of us that connect with him are the way we go about life. Like, Mm. hey, this happened. Really fucking shitty, but let's make a joke out of it so it doesn't really affect us that much. Right. He got left on his wedding day and he's as cool as he can be about it. Now of course there's some moments and Yeah. alright let's let's get away from Adam Sandler for a second. I think we're gonna wrap up here soon. Yeah, we're at sixty three. Um True. is there a movie you want to talk about or a movie that you think gets slapped on or a movie that you think is overhyped?
1: Did you ever see Lead a Battle Angel or no?
0: I think it connects with the fans. Um, I, I So just, is, it a, is okay. it a... Was it already something before it became a movie? It was a manga. I think for the fans of that manga, it's great. For me, someone who doesn't read manga uh-huh. and doesn't know anything about it, I was bored.
1: I The reason I... Because I just looked it up with the Rotten tomato score was just because I was curious. I've seen of Battle Angel... And the... And the, and the, and the, and the I've seen Alita Battle Angel I have seen Alita Battle Angel multiple times and I own a collector's edition of it that comes in a special case it's a special like metal box with like a special design on it and it's badass as fuck I fucking love that movie and I'm glad to see that the audience score is a 92% it's badass and that's based on 25,000 plus ratings
0: so you see I think For me, it's not my cup of tea But I won't say it's a bad movie Yeah It's just not my story The people who shit on Tarantino I feel like are just those kind of people Who don't want to sit through a movie And watch a movie with a story Probably They want that clear cut and dry Hey, here's the beginning Here's the conflict in the middle Here's how it gets really climactic And towards the end of the middle Here's the ending of how we resolve it Or it doesn't get resolved at all Boom. Dumb Where Tarantino makes you think Keeps you on your toes It's non-linear storytelling Or it's Like yeah There's consequences to your actions So you either accept them Or you fucking do something about it Cause it's not as like Oh These are my consequences I live with them It's Oh these are my consequences Fuck that I'm gonna take your matters Into my own hands Fuck that Ergo Django, I didn't or uh, Reservoir Dogs I
1: didn't realize the lead of Battle Angel Had the dude from Fast and Furious in it the... Which dude? Asian dude hot huh? uh, Rick Yoon that plays the like gang leader guy
0: oh from like, the,
1: from they from disrespected my whole family man I never knocked on nobody I never knocked on nobody yeah I didn't realize he was in it I guess I need to watch it again.
0: dude I or saw I something on the him. internet where I didn't realize so the last Fast and the Furious I watched Was, I believe, when The Rock was introduced. That was five? I think that's the last one I actually watched. Everything else has been kind of just a... I've seen a little bit of it.
1: They really fell off after four.
0: Yeah, I think. But you watched all of them.
1: Except for the last one. I haven't seen nine. I own it, but I haven't watched it yet. There
0: was this Twitter thread, bro. (laughs) It had me fucking, what the fuck, about these movies. And it said, when did you realize that Fast and Furious movies just stop giving a shit about reality? And one was, like, kind of funny. And I was like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, sure. It was, like, making us try to believe that Vin Diesel and John Cena are blood brothers. <laughs> and then the other one was when Vin Diesel catches a car. A car literally fucking flips and he, like, catches it.
1: Yeah, I've seen that clip. It's fucking stupid.
0: What? And then there's that scene where... Tyrese, this character, uh, what's his name? Roman Pierce uh-huh. where he's driving a car on ice, and The Rock is like, "Turn left a little bit," and fucking just nudge's a little missile on ice to blow up a car. I know it's fucking stupid. Or fucking Vin Diesel, <laughs> fucking being an earthbender. You know what the thing about street fights is? The street always wins. Stop that shit. Dude, that shit is fucking
1: stupid. Yeah, that is dummy stupid. Or, but uh,
0: what's her name? Flying out of a, a car in midair, Dom flying out in midair to tackle oh, her onto another bridge.
1: Her. Yeah, that shit's stupid.
0: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, inertia means we're like you know something is gonna continuously going until it meets a force greater. Like I don't know the exact term, but like you know. A bowling ball hits a wall. It's not going to keep rolling, right? Or it's not going to go... In all
1: reality, they probably would have just collided into the and air. went straight, straight fucking fell. down.
0: It would have just... Boom, boom. I get that <laughs> Vin Diesel's character was a lot st- bigger, stronger probably. But at most, I'm thinking he hits the fucking side of the bridge and fucking dies. Yeah.
1: I don't... But in a way, they've never really cared about reality at all. Because if you look all the way back in Too Fast, Too Furious, in the scene when they're driving to the shipyard... To go like get the shit out of the guy's Ferrari for him. For like that little test thing. There's that scene where fucking uh, Paul Walker's character is like in the Evo. And he like whips it around in a 180 and throws it in reverse. And while they're driving on the freeway. And then he's going like the same speed in reverse. So he's going like 100 miles per hour backwards. Which is not possible. Reverse is one gear because you know in order to do that speed in a car you like first gear second gear third gear fourth gear you need all your gears reverse is one gear it's one speed and pretty much all cars are limited to like i think a maximum of like 15 20 miles an hour in reverse which even 20 i think is excessive
0: we should test that theory one day in a safer location
1: it's so fucking stupid
0: yeah, I'll agree, but that's a little more believable than catching a fucking car. Oh, well,
1: it is, but, I mean, you look at that and you're like, there's no way he's yeah, going highway speeds in reverse.
0: If they stop at two, that's just one of those things that they go, hey, here's a little thing that they uh, didn't think about. This little error in the movie. Yeah. That's one of those things. But now it's part of this big result of, like, Fast and the Furious doesn't believe in reality.
1: And to be fair, the only one that ever felt only about racing was the third one.
0: I've never seen the third one.
1: It's the best one. Because even the first two, yes, they're about street racing, but he's an undercover cop in both of them, and it's about that. It's about him being like an undercover cop. And the third one is literally this dumbass kid gets himself in trouble, and then he has to move <sighs> to, he has to move to Japan. And then, yeah, it kind of has, like, some, he has a run-in with this guy, and turns out this guy's uncle is, like, a mafia boss. So there's, like, some shit there, but it's, like, it was solely about, like, racing in the third one, and it's badass.
0: So, I would say this is our last tidbit coming up right here. Have you seen uh, A24 films? I've seen a few. So you're familiar with their kind of style, right? In a way. It's kind of... But on the darker side, more storytelling for sure. Let me see what movies I've seen by A24. I think Ex Machina is I a A24 film. fucking
1: love Ex Machina.
0: Although I have not seen it.
1: Dude, seriously? Yeah. You need to. I, like, genuinely, like, yeah, I, I, I...
0: Ex Machina is one. Uncut Gems is I, one. I
1: own it. Let's watch it.
0: You, you remember the movie Moonlight about the... I fucking love Moonlight yeah. Everything Everywhere
1: All at once I haven't seen that yet And I need to
0: Good good movie
1: uh, ch- Let's see Oh I want to see Bo is Afraid That looks yeah. good
0: Hereditary Have you seen that?
1: I haven't But I've seen a lot Of clips Oh they did The Whale
0: Yeah Let's see They did X Which uh, is that uh, Porn star horror movie
1: I have no idea What that is The Tragedy of Macbeth.
0: Uh, I think that one actually did bad.
1: Did it? It's got got Denzel
0: Denzel in it. You know, I'm trying to think. Like,
1: Uncut Gems. The Lighthouse? Yeah,
0: with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe.
1: Midsommar or Summer or whatever.
0: Okay, so here's the good, like... Summarization of it A24 is famous for It's artistic Horror films Known for being Psychologically disturbing And mind bending They are considered A pioneer In modern horror And often referred to as Elevated horror Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like this Oh they did the
1: Disaster artists too
0: They did It's kind of like this Holier than thou thing To be called Elevated horror But I feel like the movies Are kind of elevated too Because it makes you think It's that psychological thing Um, If you could If you want an A24 to do a biopic about someone famous who hasn't had a biopic yet, who would you want to be?
1: I don't know. I don't know who has a biopic or not.
0: Anybody in the world. Like, maybe an F1 driver. Like, somebody you think whose life needs to be told.
1: Lewis Hamilton.
0: Just because? Or?
1: No, he's got a badass story. All right, yeah. That shit's badass. He grew up and kind of... He didn't... He wasn't like a lot of races where he grew up with parents that had a shitload of money. His dad worked multiple jobs and barely made ends meet to afford his karting. Like, Lewis's karting,
0: like, hobby, you know? Not to mention that he is a minority in F1. And he is
1: a minority. He's the first... Not the first person of color to drive an F1 car, but the first person of color to be an official Formula 1 racer.
0: But there's also that kind of like undertones of racism. There possibly. is. Oh,
1: there is. definitely is. But it's because people are pissed that a person of color came into the sport at such a young age and just dominated. Like he has one of the he had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. And he has continued to become one of the greatest races of all time. In my opinion, the second best racer this probably ever been,
0: dude i think it would be really hard to do but i want to see a film either on pink floyd
1: that would be badass
0: it would have to be like a three hour long movie though easy because you gotta talk about sid barrett uh, you're
1: gonna spend a lot of time talking about dark side of the moon
0: yeah eh, i feel like or
1: have- sorry the wall is what i meant
0: I feel like there's just so much to go on Because you got the lead singer The original lead guy of Pink Floyd Losing his fucking mind going bonkers You can focus on that yeah. How they all watch their friends slip into insanity And then there's the tension of Like how the band performs Who's who's in charge Then the success of Dark Side of the Moon The success of uh, I think it's Animals And then you get to The Wall Which is the last album they did Like altogether. Pretty yeah. much after that it was David Gilmore. Yeah. And then right now I think it's just David Gilmore. But uh Yeah, either that or Kurt Cobain. That's a really fucked up story of what he went through? Yeah. Was there a
1: whole documentary about his life though? A
0: documentary, but I need a movie, my guy. I guess so, yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Uh Follow your dreams be who you want to be.
1: So basically what we've learned is don't grow up too quickly. It's okay to take things slow. Uh Adam Sandler is kind of chill.
0: Heavily underrated.
1: Heavily underrated. Uh The Rotten Tomatoes still sucks.
0: Junkie Meter is superior.
1: And uh everybody out there who hasn't seen X-Machina needs to watch X-Machina tonight. That's homework. That is everybody's homework. After you listen to this podcast episode, so you've made it to the end. Now that you finish this, you turn this podcast episode off and you immediately go and turn X Machina on
0: possible $50 cash prize to, for those who uh
1: nope, just do it. From me, the prize from me, the prize is getting to watch an insanely good movie.
0: Because I know that you listen to this episode, if you get to this part, I will send you $50 if you show me that you watched X-Men all the way through with proof. I don't care how you prove it, but tell me about the story, tell me like what your favorite part is, and I will personally send you $50 myself. <laughs> Unless you're Amanda, cuz if you're Amanda and you're listening to this, you don't count
1: y you have to you have to watch it on YouTube and you have to send us a screenshot of that little red bar under the thumbnail going all the way across
0: <laughs> no all right we out. <clears throat>